Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. Not going to lie, I often feel like a big, huge dork when I put on these big, huge headphones. But I also, in some ways, feel like a little bit more official, a little bit more like a podcaster. But they're, I mean, don't get it twisted. What has it been, like four seconds? I already just throw in the phrase. Um, I am a dork, you know. I, I do fit the part, but it just, sometimes it fits too well. But hi, welcome back. Welcome back to, I think, what I would call the first official episode of this new season. A new era is kind of what I'm really referring to it as because it, it really is just a change of heart in my eyes, whether or not it feels different to you. It, it just feels like a new energy to me. So hopefully, um, either you're coming back or you're a new listener Regardless, I'm so lucky to have you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. It is about 8 p.m. right now, and I think that's a good thing for me. You know, I do better podcasts from experience. I don't want to say that, and then this episode turned out to be horrible, but I feel like some of my best episodes happen to be the ones that I record later in the evening. And I guess 8 p.m. is not that bad. Like, I just got home. We just spent the whole day, like, doing a, a little pumpkin patch affair, you know, like a little fall moment, a little PSL-SZN. I posted that on my Instagram story, and Keith's like, what is psl season?" <laughs> oh, my. Pumpkin spice latte, boy. Pumpkin spice latte. So, anyways, it's it's not too late, but I feel like this is, like, a good energy right now. I've got my coffee this is decaf, which is good for me because I shouldn't be staying up too late anymore. I'm not even going to get into it today, but no, we're, we're going to decaf level. And I put in just a little bit of Milkadamia, I believe is the brand name. I kind of put out a bold statement the other day when I confessed, <laughs> this is so ridiculous. I confess that I don't like oat milk at all. And it's so funny because I feel like saying that feels bold because everybody else loves or people, I don't know, feels feel protective over their nut milks. You know, it kind of feels a little personal. And when you start going into people's coffee orders, if you're very particular about what you say and what you like and what you don't like, I think sometimes people take a little bit of offense. But I threw it out there. I said, I don't like oat milk. And you know what? The truth is, is that it upsets my stomach. It makes me get a little bit of a migraine. And I just genuinely don't like the taste. I love the frothiness of it. And I think that's usually the biggest argument is that it's the closest uh, comparatively to uh, dairy milk. But I don't know. It just, it always makes me upset when I drink it. So I probably shouldn't. I should stay away from something that upsets my stomach. Then if we would just want to go down the whole path here, why not? Almond milk makes coffee taste different. Do you know what I mean? If you put it in iced coffee, it's not as bad. But if you put it in any kind of cappuccino, latte, et cetera, first of all, it doesn't froth. Second of all, you taste it. You know, it tastes differently. It's taking away from my coffee moment and I'm not here for that. So honestly, almond milk, 
not at the top of the tier chart. We we should do a tier list episode for this too. Next up, I'd probably say uh, most common would be soy. You know, Uh, soy is usually like a really popular alternative. And to be honest, I really like soy. Like I, I definitely prefer soy if I'm going to order from Starbucks and I have to choose between almond, coconut, or soy, I'm going soy. First of all, it has the most amount of protein. We love to see that. Second of all, it tastes the most like a lactose-free milk as it should, as it was intended. But I think a lot of people get a little spicy about the soy topic because, you know, sometimes soy can be controversial. Sometimes, you know, there's things are up in the air, you know, but I like it. I'm just admitting it. I like soy milk, which is the most controversial thing about me. Then uh, coconut milk, I didn't mention yet, but I mean, coconut milk, we are very kind to, you know, somehow it just slid into popularity. And I think we're all still a bit confused by it. I I would be, I'd have a lot of questions for people who always choose the coconut option. I do kind of understand, you know, if you don't like the almond taste, you don't want soy, maybe you go coconut route. However, coconut route is watery. It barely tastes like milk. It's like just sliding past the coconut water. It's it's just making it into the nut milk category, alternative milk category, whatever. And I don't really know how it slid into popularity. Like it is one of the more mainstream alternatives and it still is baffling to me. I always see hemp milk at more uh, trendy coffee shops. Like if if it's a little bit less of a chain or if it's very much into like pour overs and drip and like that's the kind of mood that you're getting at this coffee shop, they're most likely going to have some type of hemp or they're going to make um, their nut milk in house. I do like to try those just because I'm experimental and I also have FOMO. So I'll always go for that. Sometimes it's a regret. Sometimes it's it's fine. But other than that, macadamia milk. Macadamia milk is where I started this conversation. Sometimes I feel like I need a flow chart for my conversations because the ADHD kicks in and then all of a sudden I'm out the door. Macadamia nut milk, I think is actually pretty good, mainly because it just sort of blends in. It does its job. It's a fine uh, supporting role in the main character moment that is my decaffeinated Nespresso. And I'm fine with that. I also added a little bit of some uh, PSL spice, a little cinnamon, and we're having a great night. And that is my rant on alternative milks for the evening. Honestly, this is, in my opinion, a, a very heated and important debate. And I think I saw this on Not Skinny But Not Fats. I think that's her Instagram handle. Why does that sound wrong? Not Skinny But Not Fats Instagram the other day. And she was kind of pointing out that people have such ridiculous orders, especially when it comes to Starbucks, when you're customizing your order and whatnot. But you never do that if you're going to go to your local coffee stand, you know? Like if you're going to go to your local coffee stand, you might say, I want a soy milk cappuccino. Boom, done. But when you go to Starbucks or you're ordering on the Starbucks app, you go, okay, I want um, grande, extra hot soy milk with one pump of this and three sugar-free that and a Splenda and upside down, whatever. But you have to make your order so dang complicated, probably because the coffee's not that good. And honestly, that was the most true thing I've ever heard. Because let's be honest, if you're going to get a black cup of coffee from Starbucks, 
you might as well just not ever, <laughs> might as well not have any coffee that day because it's so not strong. It's not good. It tastes like garbage. And I really think that's why people have to be so customary. And also, I'm trying to think of a good phrase here, but the truth of the matter is that because they gave people such autonomy to go onto the app and choose every single customary thing and make it absolutely redunculous, people are going to take full advantage of that. So even if you didn't ever want to customize something, now that you you know that you can and you've never tried toffee nut before and you want to put some toffee nut syrup and then add a little bit of sprinkles on top, on top of the whipped cream and then put the whipped cream on the bottom just because in the app it says that you can, you're going to try, you know? But if you go to your local coffee stand, you'd never ever ask for that or they'd probably just honestly send you away. So I haven't even had a sip yet because like that's the hard part about podcasting by yourself. Like you don't get the chance to like take a breath. And if I cut it out, I don't like the way that it sometimes flows together. So I just end up not drinking, but just talking about my coffee for 10 minutes. And that's that on that. Uh, I would also like to say the time that you hear this, it'll be like the 4th of October or whatever, which is still good. We still love it still early in the week, early in the month. But the beginning of October, end of September is actually a really fun, important time to me. And it is so cool that I can like kind of share this and like share my joy about it right now with you. But um, today is the 2nd of October and I always have this date like very held dear to my heart because today was the first day two years ago today that I shared and uploaded my first ever video on YouTube. So it always feels a little bit surreal to me when this day rolls around, which I guess it's only happened twice now, three years if we're going to be precise. But it's it's so weird how much my life has changed based on this one very scary moment and scary decision, impulsively kind of, that I made to just upload this very strange, very random, weird video onto my YouTube channel two years ago today. And I thought about it for so long. And this is like the most common narrative you will ever hear. If you ask any person who's ever made a single video on the internet and and has had some type of notoriety from it, they always will tell you, I thought about it for so long and I held myself back. So if this is like your little sign that you needed today to not hold yourself back from something that you've always dreamt about, this is your signal. This is your moment to go and chase your dreams and to do that thing that you've always told yourself that you wanted to do because I didn't believe in myself for so long and I held myself back for so long and I was tired of feeling down on myself and I was stuck and I felt depressed and I was just not happy with where I was at in my life and I wanted to get something back into my own control and to find a hobby again and to find something that I was so passionate about. And I just took this wild random leap of faith and I dragged my friend and my boyfriend to Seattle and I said, we're going to go and we're going to have this amazing day where we're going to go to this Italian fest and we're going to go to this October fest and I'm going to film it all. I'm going to vlog the whole event. It's going to be so much fun. And then I'm going to upload it to YouTube and I'm just going to roll with it. And I really think I remember Actually, I specifically remember every feeling that I felt that day when I was recording and I did the whole thing on my iPhone first and foremost. So it wasn't bad. I mean, I filmed everything on my front camera, which you really shouldn't do because the quality is just not that great. And it hadn't been, I think this was like one or two phones ago that I had anyways. But I, I remember every single time I'd hit record, I would feel like 
I had to whisper like a little mouse because I was so unconfident talking to a camera. And I still am. I definitely feel that way at times. It's like an awkward thing to get used to. Like this isn't natural for somebody to be sitting down podcasting in their apartment, first of all. But it's just not a natural thing to be talking to a camera. So I remember just feeling like, oh my God, like are people going to hear me? Like I have to talk like this. And um, we're going to go down to Seattle today and we're going to go to this event and blah, 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 blah. And that was so awkward. And I would sit and I'd edit this footage and I'd feel so embarrassed. But I just kind of had this like more so urge and almost need to put this out there and like submit this content as if it was like my end all be all. And I can't even tell you how grateful I am that I did it because I my whole life, my, my whole energy, my confidence, everything has changed in these past two years. And I really actually think from the beginning of October 2019 to the end, like the month that I started my channel, I changed as a human being. And I would say, I mean, of course, probably some of that has to do with like a little bit of um, maybe like not in a bad way, but I feel like I had to be like a little bit more egotistical because I was filming and editing so much of myself. It was very overwhelming, but I... I became so much more alive again. Like I felt like I had spent so many years, like literal years in a dark state that I wasn't happy about. And it wasn't this over. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Night thing, but I really do remember feeling so much lighter and happier after I finally did something for myself and I finally found a passion that I could devout, <laughs> devout, I could pour my energy into. And it just so happened to be, um, my channel. And eventually that led into this podcast. And I, just when this time of year rolls around, I get very nostalgic. I get very cheesy. And I honestly, like this is lame, but I come alive in, in the fall anyways. Like I'm hibernating all spring and summer long. It's just not my, I just don't feel like my best self in those seasons. But as soon as fall starts to happen, and then of course we go into the holiday season and winter, et cetera, like that is when Taylor is her best self. Uh, so it just also feels like a coincidence that this is a very special time for me and my my channel and all of you. So um, thank you if you've come along at any part of this journey. It feels so stinking surreal, but it is, it's like the biggest blessing that I could have never, ever dreamt of. Like not a single moment in my life would I have thought I would be where I'm at right now, mentally, um, online wise, talking to you, talking to my podcast, having a podcast, like all of those things felt like dreams that would never, ever even reach my lips. And here we are. All I do is talk your ear off now. <laughs> uh, but kind of with this new era, one of the things that I was really kind of keen on was putting a bit more, um, I guess, like purpose into every single episode and being very cognizant about what I can give you, what value I can provide in every single 
podcast. So to more or less, uh, <laughs> I would love to start every episode kind of as I just did, which is a little bit of a rant, a life update, whatever it is that, you know, might be at the top of mind because that is one of the most fun parts about this. I always want to call it a show. One of the most fun parts about this podcast is that we can just have this opportunity to connect. I was about to say vibe. I guess we can say vibe, you know, just kind of sit here one-on-one. And then from there, um, kind of branch off into like the more deep, important topic that hopefully will give you something to feel very passionate about, or maybe you can learn about something by the end of this episode that you didn't know before. Maybe it's a topic that's been on my mind that I've been wanting to discuss or just something that I think um, would be beneficial to you in some way, shape, or form, and then kind of end the podcast with a little bit of a little, a little fun snippets here and there. But my main frame for today, and this is actually a super, super important topic to me and something that I, um, one, took forever to learn per usual, and two, happened to be beyond vital and beyond important for my health and fitness journey. And that is reframing my mindset to focus on the bigger picture. And when I mean the bigger picture, I mean our lives, our lifestyles, living out that healthy lifestyle that we love to actually promote and to consider in our everyday lives and to not be so stuck in this mindset of quick fixes and short results or working out for this short period of time because it's going to get us this miraculous body overnight, whatever. I think the first and foremost, the biggest thing to consider here is that when we're talking about the big picture, what we really need to remember is how important it is that this entire ideology is about first and foremost, our mindset. Did I say first and foremost twice? Might have. But it's it's one of those things that you have to reframe your mind around before you start taking action on. And I wish I would have known that myself, but of course I didn't. And that's how you live and you learn. You have these trial and error periods and that's how you grow and you become who you are now. Um, but it, it took me a very long time to actually come to terms with the fact that what I'm doing right now in my healthy lifestyle, with my workout routine, with the way that I eat, with the way that I move my body, whatever, if what I'm doing right now is not sustainable for the rest of my life, if I'm cutting out bread, if I'm cutting out sugar, like all these things that we're quote unquote taught to do, I have to say quote unquote, because if you're not watching the video stream, you're like, Wah. what is she saying? All these things that we're taught to do, then you have to acknowledge that that is not a sustainable way to live your life. Unless you have an allergy or a medical reason to take those things out of your diet, that is never going to be sustainable for the rest of your life. And therefore, if you're thinking about only eating these certain food groups or only eating these certain things or working out seven days a week because that's what you think you're supposed to do, then you're not thinking about the big picture. But let's take a step back for a second because I have a fun story. So this past week actually happened to be I'm going to say like one of my highlights of 2021 and it happened kind of randomly, but it it happened to be so, so beyond cool. So um, my week started by having my best friend 
come into town and she was only here by accident. Like she was traveling for work. She had some conferences in the area and I was not going to pass up the opportunity to see my best friend who I hadn't seen in over an entire year um, by not seeing her while she was just here for her short days. So it happened to be so nice because, you know, like when you have that one incredible best friend or maybe multiple best friends in your life and you just feel recharged after seeing them and it's been so, so long. That's how I felt like when Alex was coming to town. Her name is Alex. (laughs) So uh, it happened to be just like the most serendipitous timing that it all worked out. I was able to change my schedule around so we could meet up. She was able to come and stay here for a day or two. And it just felt like that best friend time that I needed in my life. And to be frank with you, before she was arriving, I was starting to get very nervous. Even though, like I mentioned, I had not seen her in a, in a year. I had not, um, I don't, we don't really FaceTime or like talk on the phone. This is like a really bad trait of mine, but I'm just, I'm not a FaceTimer. I'm picking my nails. I think I'm nervous, but I shouldn't be doing that. I have gel on. It's a really bad example. I need like, to take it off and not be picking. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't talk on the phone much. I don't FaceTime. I'm also a really bad texter and I'm just bad at communicating from a long distance. So setting the stage on that note, basically I'm very grateful that the friends I have in my life, most of them I've had in my life for all of my life, like elementary school, middle school, whatever. And I'm very grateful that they're the type of people that I don't have to talk to every single day. I don't have to text every single day, but when we meet up with one another, it's, we're off, we're on the same beat again. You know, everything is just as it was before. Nothing's changed. So I'm, I'm extremely grateful for the patience um, for some of my closest friends. But like I, I, <laughs> like I was saying, I hadn't seen her in so long and my mind should just be on what are all of the things that we're going to do together? How are we going to have so much fun? And what activities can I plan? What restaurants can we go to? What food can we go and eat? I'm such a foodie. Like I love trying new places and I love adventuring out with people. Um, maybe that I've never explored the area before so they can see like what I like about my city. And it's just fun. You know, like that's, that's where my mindset should be. What did I just say? <laughs> that's where my mindset should be. That's, That's where my mindset should be. But um, unfortunately, I was having like a little bit of anxiety before she was coming about how I was going to make my routine and my current schedule and my eating patterns, et cetera, work around our time together. Because I feel like that always happens to me when I go on a trip or I hang out with friends. Uh, Because not in a bad way, but a lot of my friends – don't really exercise. Um, they live healthy lifestyles, but they just don't really prioritize um, going to the gym and lifting weights, I guess, like I do. So that's not something that we would ever like plan to do together. So I was thinking, okay, she's going to arrive. And if I don't work out like before she comes later that day, I'm not going to work out Sunday. I'm not going to work out Monday. I'm not going to work out Tuesday. I might still be with her on Wednesday. I'm not going to work out Wednesday. We're likely going to be going out, like trying all, trying out all of these new restaurants or just going to some of my old favorites, you know, and at those places, you know, you might order 
a margarita. You might have some chips and salsa, one of my all-time favorites. We both love Mexican food. So I, I already knew that was going to be in the cards. And of course it was. But I was getting just very anxious about how I was going to keep up like my usual routine for when my friend was going to be in town. And like looking back, now that she's already departed, <laughs> sounds so dramatic, uh, I was so like wrong. And it just feels so silly that that is where my mindset was when it should be how much fun can we have together when I hadn't seen her in months, literal months, my closest friend. I haven't seen her in months. Why am I not just thinking about, okay, these are all the activities that we're going to do. We're going to have so much fun. Maybe we could kind of incorporate like a little bit of movement in what we're doing, but I shouldn't be stressed about three or four days of throwing off my routine, but I was. So Alex comes and leaves. Another friend of mine happened to be also coming to the area for a wedding. And she was kind of like passing through, like the wedding wasn't really in the area, but she needed to drive to the wedding anyways. So I was going to be able to see her as well. Same, similar scenario. Hadn't seen her in months. Uh, also was a big foodie just like me. I knew that we were going to be out and about. I knew that working out was not going to be a priority for both of us because we were just going to want to spend time with one another. Like that's another thing. Like I've mentioned before, as much as I love to work out, it is a process and a half. Even if I want to go to the gym for 30 minutes or so, it still ends up being an hour and a half activity because you get ready for the gym, you drive to the gym, you work out, you come home, you shower, you eat, then you're finally back in your mojo like 20 minutes after you even eat because you got to like decompress. You know what I mean? Like you're like, oh, well, I've been at the gym for a while. I got to at least sit for 15 minutes on my phone before I go back to work. Like whatever. I knew that my whole entirety of the week, like a 10 14 day span, whatever, was going to be thrown off. And I was just getting so nervous, like just beyond nervous. And I was, I was really thinking about it, especially after both girls had left. And I was thinking how almost like mad I was at myself, that that's where my priorities were lying, that I couldn't just be so present in the moment that I had to be focusing on myself truly like it feels very um weird to admit but like all of those things that I'm thinking about in my mind are just selfish they really are when really I should be a good host I should be thinking about our our time being very present in our time but I can't help that that back of my mind thoughts are still running you know and so I was having this moment with myself where I was just upset with the recognizing that that's where my mindset was and I realized I was not thinking about the big picture like literally in the slightest. And I I go through phases, I think, where I'm more okay than others or I I get very thrown off on my routine and then once I'm back on it, I get flustered because I think overnight I'm going to have a friend come into town and then we're going to um, be out and about left and right. I'm not going to work out for three days and then I'm going to feel like I'm totally off my game. And really, it's it's also more about that too, like where you feel like you're off your routine more than, oh my gosh, all my progress is going to go away overnight. But if I am still throughout my whole life stuck in this mentality of I can't enjoy this moment because I'm so concerned of not getting in this one singular workout, then I really feel like I need to 
reevaluate my priorities and reconsider where my headspace is in. Because if I'm preaching this healthy lifestyle, then that means I can't be concerned with missing one singular session or missing a whole week of workouts when those moments and those memories with my friends are always going to be so much more cherished in my mind and in my life than that one week of gym workouts that I missed. And there was even one night where I I can make things work and there's other nights where I just don't want to. So for example, when the first night uh, Alex arrived, I I knew she was a little bit tired and so was I, but I was also still kind of on my fluctuating night shift schedule. And she was about to go to bed and it was kind of around like 11 p.m. or midnight. And I realized I still had a bit of energy and I hadn't gotten my workout in that day. And I was like, you know what? This is actually a perfect opportunity for me to find a good balance. I'm going to go to the gym right now. And I actually was very proud of myself for that. I know that that sounds like I'm promoting like going to the gym at midnight, but really, you know, like for me, that's a normal time of day. So let's just say like for you, it might be a normal hour. But I, I thought that was a better way of approaching it where I was finding a bit of compromise, you know, where if I knew she was going to be sleeping in late, I could have gotten up maybe an hour or two earlier and gone to the gym if that's what I wanted to do or vice versa. She was going to bed earlier. Uh, it wasn't going to impose on our schedule in any way. I went to the gym right after she went to bed or while she was like showering, etc. And it ended up being perfect. That was a great way. I'm like patting myself on the back. Yes, perfect way to compromise, Taylor. But it ended up being perfect for um, like a good way of releasing all of my emotions, you know, and, and I, I get a lot of pent up energy and I get very anxious if I'm not able to move my body. And that's a whole other story. But if I don't work out, like I feel very anxious. So working out helps me a lot with my anxiety. So going to the gym and making that a priority, not only is that helpful for just living out a healthy lifestyle, but also it's very helpful for me mentally. So it is something that I do like to prioritize. And that is, I guess, something important to note and to consider. But that is a good way of compromising the situation, I would say. Finding a time that does not impose on your plans, does not impose on your friend, or really just interrupt your trip in any way, if it is feasible. Now, flipped scenario, right? Okay, you're with me? There was, I think, another night, maybe two or three nights later, where I had also had the same thought in my mind. I was like, you know what? That worked out perfectly. I was so glad I was able to go. I felt so much better after I went and it didn't bother her in the slightest. I'm going to do the same thing again. The The second night rolls around and we end up having like a really deep, very important conversation. And this conversation starts at around midnight, you know, like it is, we're getting deep into our conversation. And that's kind of how our events or our hangouts usually go. Like we all kind of fall into these super important deep conversations. And, um, she also has ADHD. So like we both trail down and then we have to loop back around and and pin our, our thoughts onto the wall until we like finally get our story finished three hours later. But I had had this whole mindset of, oh, I'm going to go to the gym around midnight, just like I did a night or two before. And instead what ended up happening was we stayed up and talked until about three o'clock in the morning. And I wouldn't change that for the world. Even though I was going into that evening planning on almost like redirecting our conversation so I could kind of 
excuse myself and, and go over to the gym if I really wanted to and I had the energy to. But I am, I'm so beyond glad that that was not what I decided to do because could you imagine how much I would have missed out on or even just how much um, more valuable time we have with one another because we allowed our conversation to just flow and we didn't have to have any interruptions for something so unimportant truly like that is what makes me so like mad at myself when I get stuck in that mindset of oh my gosh I'm going to lose all my progress or oh my gosh I'm I'm throwing my routine off and I'm getting mad at myself because I was supposed to do um shoulder day today and what if I don't want to rearrange my whole schedule I'm skipping a whole week of shoulder workouts like my mind goes into the deep the deeps the depths of the thought process. But it, it, you, you just can't be thinking about things on a week-to-week basis because if this is something that you are pursuing for your entire life, and I truly hope that it is, and by something I mean, do you want to be moving your body every single day because it's going to help your heart? Do you want to be moving your body every single day because it makes you happy? It gives you a little bit of anxiety release. It's good for your mental health. It's good for your joints. It's good for your mind. It's good for your body. Is that something that you want to do? Sorry, I'm, I'm bumping things. For the rest of your life and you want to sustain it for the rest of your life, then we also have to be under the understanding that life is going to happen in between those moments. And we don't live a perfect life. Things are going to happen. We are going to have unexpected moments, good and bad, and periods of our life where we're going to feel more energized and more motivated and disciplined than others. And that's totally fine to redirect your energy when you have it and when you can. But to understand that one week is not going to make the difference for a hopefully 80, 90 year life then that is how you're going to live an actual healthy lifestyle because you have a healthy mindset to pair with it. And I actually think that's pretty key, you know, because when I used to think, oh, I'm living out my healthy lifestyle, I would think I'm having two to three servings of vegetables a day and I'm going to the gym four or five times a week. And that means I'm living out a healthy lifestyle. But it took me forever to also learn that when you're talking about a healthy lifestyle, you're talking about taking care of yourself. You're talking about taking time away for your mental health if that's what you need to do or prioritizing people in your life if that's what you need to do. If you need to be a caretaker, if you need to be um, a friend, if you need to just take time away for you or you're prioritizing your mentality for your whole life, then that is living out a healthy lifestyle. And that's the way that I like to view it in my mind because it's, it's never going to be this sustainable thing if you're always looking for when the 12-week program is going to end or when your quick fix diet is going to be over so then you can go back to the Oreos and the ice cream and all of the things that you were told to give up. And I mean, trust me, it's not like I'm sitting here on my high horse telling you, you need to do this and I've never done that in my life. You've watched my journey, hopefully, if you've been here around here. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm talking so fast. I'm jumping over my words, like leapfrogging over my words. <laughs> Hello. If you've been following me on this journey for a while, you've watched me F up. You've watched me mess up time and time again. And you've seen me change and grow and become more confident and hopefully have a healthier mindset and preach that to you all. You've seen me do challenges. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. 
Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's like 75 hard or uh, 7-day app, whatever. And yes, those things can be helpful at times if you need a little motivator, but you can't go into those things expecting them to be sustainable or long-lasting in any way because we're human and that's just not the way we work. And if you do work that way, then I would love to interview you on the podcast because I really I really have a lot of questions, I guess. There's a lot more I can say kind of also in like the food realm, but I think that deserves its own episode. So if you have any questions kind of about food freedom and coming to a healthier mindset when it comes to your food and to get away from diet culture truly. Uh, I would love to see them from you all if you want to comment them on this video podcast on the YouTube stream. I always say YouTube stream, but it's a video. I think a stream would mean like if I'm live, but we're not doing that. Uh, So if you have any questions about that specifically, like that topic and how you can either get out of that or maybe advice that you have to give to others on how you overcame that, I think that would be really, really impactful. And I've been begging, like absolutely begging one of my best friends who's an RDN to come on this podcast. Uh, And uh, I would love to talk to her and she, and she works exclusively with uh, patients who have eating disorders and I, I just respect the heck out of her and I would love to be able to talk to her more in depth and we'll see. We will see if we can get her on the podcast, but um, for now, if you have any questions or you have any advice to offer to others as well, maybe you're a professional or you're just somebody who's experienced that in your life in any way, shape or form, um, getting past diet culture, food freedom, et cetera, um, either leave a question on the TwistyPod Instagram, YouTube stream, or you can send me an email, hello at twistypod.com. Also, if you're still listening at this point, um, give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tell me what was your favorite part about this episode thus far. Just throwing it out there. Sometimes I forget to throw in the Apple Podcast review moments, but it means so much. It absolutely means so much and it's it's so beyond helpful. I can't even describe it to you. So if you took that moment, Thank you so much. I love you. And if not, I hope you're enjoying whatever activity you're doing right now. Maybe you're on a run, a walk, you're making dinner. Um, somebody DM'd me that they were listening to this podcast while they were making their family burritos and they were the best darn burritos they've ever had. So if that's you, if you're making burritos right now, I love you and I'm very jealous. I hope that you send a burrito my way. My question of the week. My questions for Taylor, Ask Taylor segment, Um, just a one quick little moment to bring you all involved into the podcast a little bit more. I hate that this is a podcast specifically in in a way, in a way, surrounded about me and me only, just because I'm the one with a microphone, but I don't want it to feel that way, you know? I want you to be as involved as possible. I want this to feel more of a a two-way street, if at all feasible. So if you ever have like just a random question, please DM me on Twisty Pod's Instagram because that's the ones I can see most easily. Um, But for this Twisty Pod segment, it's super fun, super quick and easy questions, just one single one per week. And I also need another advice segment, like a Dear Twisty advice episode. So 
Stay tuned because I'll probably ask for your submission soon. Our question of the week. Ask Taylor, how do you motivate yourself after losing your job? Wow. Oh my gosh. I wrote that down like a week ago and then I forgot what it said. So I went into reading the question with like such positive energy and then I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Sour question. So how do you motivate yourself? How do you motivate yourself after losing your job? Ah, golly. When I lost my job, I I was really scared. I'm not going to lie. I was very scared and it was also a very scary time in our world. So my experience is unique, of course, but also at the same time, not at all because so many people also lost their jobs at the same time I did. But I was told I lost my job on March 18th. And I remember being very grateful I didn't lose it on March 17th because St. Patrick's Day is my second favorite holiday. So I was really grateful it didn't ruin my St. Patrick's Day. But I came to work on that Wednesday morning and there was a different buzz in the air. Like it felt really weird. And I remember I'm sitting at my little cubicle and it was probably like 9.45 in the morning and I got there at like 8 o'clock in the morning. So it had barely been any time at all. And at this point in, in the hotel. The only people still working like in my department were all of the coordinators, which was me and like three or four other people. So all of the managers had gone home, all of the directors, basically anybody above us that had the proper software to use on their remote computers, etc. excuse me, had already been working from home exclusively for like two or three weeks now. So it was already like dead and quiet in the office at this point in the pandemic, but it felt an extra extra amount of dead quiet that morning. And one of our HR directors who I have, am very, very fond of, she came up and she was like, Hey, we're going to have a little meeting downstairs uh, in like five minutes. Can you grab, can you grab your stuff? And I was like, okay, like what's going to happen? Like, is that, is everything all right? Like I'm kind of really nervous. Like what the heck does this facetiousness mean? And she's like, uh, don't worry. Like it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Like, what was she supposed to say to me in that moment? I don't know. I felt bad that, like, I put her under that pressure. And we go downstairs, and our director and our HR director and all the coordinators are in the room, and they basically tell us, kind of us like a team, um, we don't really know what the heck's happening, um, but we have to furlough you all, which ended up being, like, fired for a year and a half or whatever. At that point, of course, we thought it was like two weeks, but I remember being both confused, both scared, and also both selfishly like a little bit happy that I now had extra time to work on YouTube. And like that is the weirdest, scariest thing to even be like saying out loud. But I remember being like, okay, at least I have that one thing, that one thing that I can probably devote my energy to, to distract me from not losing my literal shit right now. And I think I've said this before too, but it was just that past week that I got monetized for my YouTube channel, which happened to be like the absolute most definition of serendipitous that you could ever think of. Because if it had not have been for that monetization, I would have been just absolutely, excuse my French, shitting bricks like literal bricks. I was going to get more graphic. We're going to stop. So I I go home. Actually, I sit in my car. 
I make an Instagram story saying, um, hey world, I'm also laid off. Uh, I'm also a little scared. I'm not really sure what's going to happen, but it's going to be okay. I don't know why I posted that in retrospect, but I get in my car, I drive home and I, I threw on sweats. I put on this big fat hoodie. Um, I still had like all my St. Patrick's day stuff out. So I like put on my St. Patrick's day things to kind of get me into a better mood and also like St. Patrick's day, but slash I had materials that I bought for my Charlie D'Amelio video. Like I did an eating like Charlie D'Amelio video and I had these lucky charms in my cupboard. People make fun of the way I say that word. Cupboard, cupboard, cabinet, pantry, synonymous, whatever. I grab my lucky charms. I sit on the couch. I've got my hoodie on, sweatpants, slippers. I've got this like light up um, St. Patrick's Day necklace on and I turn on Perks of Being a Wallflower, which is like kind of a really bad movie to turn on when you're about to go down a slippery slope. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, but it's a dangerous movie to turn on. And I sat and I ate my bowl of Lucky Charms and I like flipped the F out. I, I just kind of melted. I didn't know whether to cry or to scream or to like be happy about YouTube or to just like sit numb. I was so confused on like what my next steps were going to be. And of course, like at this time, that was still, I think like two weeks to flatten the curve. Like that was the narrative that was happening at the time. So I wasn't really sure like if this is just two weeks for me to kind of like change my lifestyle and like clean up my apartment. Cause I did have that like mentality for a minute. I was like, I'm going to redecorate. I'm going to finally go through my closet. I literally like posted my first Poshmark listings the next day. Cause all of a sudden I was like, I've got so much free time on my hands, whatever. Um, I was so confused. And also at the same time I had posted a really fun video. Like I had a video that just went live during that whole kerfuckle. What did I just say? Kerfuffle was what I meant to say, but I think I just cussed. Holy shit. Um, I had a video that just went live, which was my, uh, I, I ran for 30 days video or whatever. And it was my first sponsored video too. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm super on it. I'm trying to respond to comments. Um, I'm trying to like get this all done, but I'm also trying to eat my lucky charms and have my little mental breakdown. And I'm confused. Am I going back to work in two weeks? Am I going to redecorate my whole apartment? Am I losing my job forever? I had no idea. And to make it all worse, like I'm not trying to like poop on anybody here, but there was like pretty little communication from my higher ups in retrospect, which ended up being a, a big pain in the butt because I was kind of in the dark for like 18 months on where I was standing um, with the company. So that was kind of a, a big downside. But beyond just being like confused and lost and scared, I, I think there was a part of me which – I believe is like a coping mechanism, like in any kind of traumatic experience that you have in your life where I had to, I had to have my moment where I kind of, I sat down with my lucky charms. Like that was my breakdown moment. And then after that, I had to just tuck all of those feelings away because I didn't have time to spare, you know, like my livelihood was now on the line. I didn't have an income. I didn't have something that was going to be able to keep a roof over my head other than the fact that my boyfriend kind of still had a job at the time, but he ended up being let go as well, like a week or two later. And I didn't know like what was going to come of our lives. It was 
terrifying. So I'm thinking, I, I can't melt down right now. I have to just act. And like I said, I think that's like a coping mechanism where your brain doesn't allow you to feel out what you need to feel because you you can't. You just have to go into go mode. And that's what I did. So I just kept filming. I kept redecorating my apartment. Um, like not buying things, obviously, but like shifting things around. Like feng shui is super, super important in, um, in the way that my mind works. So I would just move furniture left and right. And I would like take down things and rearrange. I'm sure that was like near the time I was doing my whole office and whatnot too, or thinking about it, whatever. Like I said, I did my Poshmark because I'm like, okay, maybe a small little bit of income there. I had to keep filming. I was trying to reach out to more sponsors. I was trying to see like how I could grow my YouTube if like that was going to give me any sort of income, et cetera, because I didn't have the ability to just stop myself and have that time to grieve my job, I guess. And there's no right way to like move forward after that situation, especially when it was all happening, you know, like we're all in this together virus days. Oh my God. It's like PTSD thinking about that time life, time of my life, (laughs) time in our lives. But I think I had to just stay motivated and like put all of my sad feelings to the side until I could figure out what the heck was going on and what the heck I was going to do to keep this roof over my head. So it's, it's difficult. And I think you have to be okay with having those moments of being sad and coming to terms with it, acknowledging how hard that you worked in that time frame that you had your job and then picking yourself up by your bootstraps and figuring out what your next step is going to be. Like give yourself those few days if you need it to just kind of maybe potato and do nothing and grab your bowl of lucky charms. I wish I had like the, like this most proper advice to give you, but that was what I did. Like I went into survival mode because that was what I had to do. And there wasn't really any other option for me other than to just go and just be and do. So uh, if you're experiencing that right now, I, my heart goes out to you. And if you ever need like somebody to talk to at the very least, I'm here. Uh, I think it's important at least like strategically wise, like if we're going to go into like techniques on how to network moving forward, um, talk to as many people as you know that are in industries that maybe are booming, that are hiring, like think big companies like Deloitte, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, whatever. Like it feels like in some ways they're always hiring or maybe you need to try a different department that you've never tried before. Maybe you're always in marketing and you want to try sales or maybe you're in HR and you want to go to a completely different industry. I think something that I forgot when I was looking for jobs like very initially was that every single company needs marketing, let's say. But when you think about marketing, you might just think like, oh, I want to work for a marketing agency. But I mean, literally every company ever needs marketing. Like YouTube needs marketing. The people that make the sign need marketing. Um, Marketing for Starbucks, (laughs) ironically. Um, People that make coffee, people that make this microphone, people that make this notebook, this camera, whatever. Every single company, whether you think of it as big or small, they need somebody to promote their company. So if you're good at marketing, don't worry about the industry. Think about just your skill set in general. And sometimes you have to accept jobs that maybe you're not the most keen on, but could be a really great stepping stone for you. Or maybe it's just because you need something that's going to give you income. And sometimes that's just how life works too. So um, contact people, network, 
I know people love LinkedIn. LinkedIn terrifies me, but I've heard it's really great. I've heard a lot of people love it a lot. Um, and if you have the opportunity at your university, um, in your, your town, your city, wherever to speak with like a guidance counselors, admissions counselors, I spent so many days and my college admissions and college, uh, what's it called? Like career center. Yes. I would make appointments all the time because I knew that they knew what to do and they helped me, um, kind of write my story about myself in a way that kind of tied things together and connected me to my dream and my reality and made it kind of more cohesive. So actually that's a really good tip I can give you because I'm not exactly applying for jobs right now, but, um, storytelling is everything. And I really do mean that storytelling is a component of probably every single campaign, every single video, every single movie you've ever seen, book, et cetera, obviously. But especially when you're talking about yourself, if you can convey yourself in a way that combines who you are, what you're interested in in the company, how you can provide your skill set in a meaningful, impactful way while also tying it all into a larger thread that is like this beautiful narrative of your life, uh, gold, like absolutely gold. There you go. That's my question of the week that I just ranted about for forever. My twisty tip of the week. I would like you to check in, check in on your cycle. That's my twisty tip of the week. My wellness tip, my, my little moment to give you something to take away from this episode, the twisty tip, check in on your cycle. And by cycle, I mean your period. Are you feeling anything strange this week? Are you regular? Are you tracking your period? Are you tracking your cycle in general? Are you feeling maybe more emotional one way or another? Are you relating it to what um, time or phase of your cycle you're in? The cycle is something I have never fully understood, but it's on my like radar this week. It's something I'm trying to get better about and not just like period, but like your luteal phase, your, um, Oh, ovulation. See, I know the terms. All this stuff that's so dang important, especially for women, obviously. Um, We operate on a 28-day cycle, whereas males operate on a 24-hour cycle. But we as women need to remember that our bodies change on a cycle every 28 days. And you can be so in tune with your body and your hormones, et cetera, if you're listening and you're tracking your cycle and not just your period, but every single phase. And it's so fascinating. It's something I'm trying to learn more about myself. So any tips that you have, any books, um, Instagram accounts to follow for your phase, I would love to learn. Let me know. Um, otherwise, thank you so much for listening. This was a really fun episode. I had a great time. Honestly, this is just, it was fun. See, like I said, 8 p.m. episodes, those evening ones, they do well. They do well for me because I have more energy right now (laughs) than if I like woke up at like 7 a.m. No, thank you. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please give it a thumbs up on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to this as a podcast, please give us a five-star review. And by us, I mean me and my microphone and my coffee decaf um, on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on Spotify, go subscribe to the Twisty Pod Instagram account. Or if you've never heard my voice before, um, I make YouTube videos. (laughs) Just now I introduced myself an hour in. Wouldn't that be lovely? Um, But thank you so much for listening. I love you all so much. And until next time, um, I love you. and. Stay on Twisty Baby. (laughs) I need to work on my outro. I totally forgot what I used to say. 
Stay tuned for another episode where we're going to get a little untwisted, baby. That's what I used to say. I love it. I love you all. Goodbye.